welcome to another episode of God's Healing Components. I'm Denise Burroughs. As we continue to progress along this healing pathway, um, I am I am intrigued with the healing conversation. How do you talk to God? A way to talk to God in terms of just your healing. Um, the religious term would be prayer, of course, but we're going to talk and call it a conversation. After all, it really is a discussion, a fellowship, communion, a coming together with God, a celebration of our family connection with God. It's partnering or at least learning to partner with God to know his will and to receive his promises regarding our concerns. Now, a good conversation starts with both parties participating. That is you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That conversation starts and is effective um, when it starts from a posture of faith and respect. Faith believes that God exists and that he hears you and answers, and respect is valuing his opinion and esteeming him for who he is. The writer of the book of Hebrews said it best in chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. A good conversationalist knows his subject. What does that mean? Do your homework, Christian. Read your Bible. Find out something about God. You see, Father God is loving, kind, merciful, and generous. His utmost desire is that you overcome in the trials of life. However, he is very legal. Not legalistic, but legal. He is faithful to fulfill the words of his promise, but he does not obligate himself to fulfill your words unless they are the words that he is saying. He is not Santa Claus. This conversation is not to be a Hail Mary prayer, throw it up, see where it lands, a monotonous begging or pleading, um, and not plea bargaining. And yes, I have done them all, and I can tell you there is no need for preparation or faith. Preparation for a good conversation involves knowing his promises regarding the issue, in this case, healing, making those the basis of your discussion. You know, Father God didn't wake up this morning and say, wow, I really didn't know that was going on with you. Nor did he say, huh, yeah, I heard about that. Is that true? He's eternal and he saw today in your yesterday and he knows your tomorrow. Hence, the conversation is needed to understand what he says about the problem and how he wants you to deal with it. I love to listen to Graham Cook. He wrote a book titled Crafted Prayer. During a study on prayer based on his book, I was challenged with a question regarding two scriptures. Hebrews 7.25, which says this, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Jesus prays for us. Romans 8.26, which says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. The Holy Spirit prays for us. The challenge was that if the Holy Spirit and Jesus are praying for us, what are they praying? Now we know that their prayers are always answered, so we need to find out what they are praying and pray that. So the journey begins with an open-ended question. Jesus, 
Holy Spirit, what are you praying concerning this situation? As in every discussion, you await the answer. A quick note, though. The answer may not come immediately, so don't think that they didn't hear you just because it didn't seem like an answer came real quick. It will come. The answer may be as a still small voice as in the case of Elijah who had an encounter with God on the mountain in the midst of a thunderstorm, hail, and fire. Um, he might speak to you through your own personal burning bush. You know, that significant emotional event. It can come in a dream, a vision, reading scripture through another person. Many different ways he can speak. Most importantly, however, is that he does speak. And you must expect an answer to your question. His response will not be an accusation. It will not invoke shame or guilt, remorse or sadness. Nor will it be a rehashing of your problem. Peace accompanies his answers. And sometimes even a special sense of his presence. Yours is to listen to him and listen for him. Warning. Don't get caught up in the Burger King syndrome. The premier slogan for this burger business was have it your way. This healing discussion involves you, your creator, your redeemer, and your teacher. You could call it a staff meeting, but you are not the CEO. So don't miss God because you want to have it your way. Be prepared. Have your pen and pencil ready. Ready. Um, Voice memo on your phone. Keep it by your bedside. It may be a single word. It may be instructions, directions. Write it down because you can forget. Now, congratulations. You have just moved beyond praying to God to praying with God. Actively partnering with him concerning your situation. Now, the answer or the direction has come. Don't understand it? Ask him to explain this is a conversation. Have some what ifs, whys, how am I going to do that? You are a much loved child. He is patient. And even if you have to come back later because you forgot to ask about that, it's okay. Remember, honest communication goes both ways. God says more than just yes, no, and wait. So even if you have the guts to say, nah, I'm not doing that. No's don't hinder the conversation unless you stop talking. The answer and what he has revealed to you regarding his will is where you place your faith. It is faith in what he has personally told you. His answer is the seed planted in your heart, and it is designed to produce his outcome. Now, at this point, the healing dialogue changes. You have a word from God regarding the issue. In the natural, you look for scripture promises that support the, his commitment to you and you you pray those promises continue in praise thanksgiving or worship regarding what he has promised you while you wait this part of the plans where you walk the footsteps of abraham he believed god for a son when he and his wife were well past their age a snippet of his struggle is given in romans chapter 4 but it is verse 18 I like, and it says this. In hope he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations, as it had been told him. When you receive your answer, you enter into one of those battles of the good fight of faith. 
The battle is maintaining hope in your heart while there may be doubt in your mind. Verse 21 tells us that Abraham was fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. You must stand in that type of conviction as well. Standing on your answer in the face of no confirmation in the natural is your Hebrews 11 and 1 moment up close and personal. I like the way the Amplified puts it because it says this. Now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So you may have to hold on to this word through a poor prognosis, pain, cynicism, or unbelief of those who are close to you. You trust that word that he has given you will come to pass. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 becomes your byword. Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. They amplified. In all your ways, know and acknowledge him and recognize him. He will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. So today my prayer for you is this. It comes from Jeremiah the 33rd chapter, the third verse. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask those living in the why of their situation or struggling in the place of no promise, no hope. I ask you to please draw them toward you, toward your word of promise in their situations. For Father, I believe that when they call, you will answer. Amen.